The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast. But obviously, it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say... I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. The Trump has gone. The state visit is done. He's hopped back on Air Force One, gone back whence he came from, but not before hosting a banquet for the Queen of England and loads of other places. Elizabeth II, I was listening to this etiquette expert talk. He said it's customary. The Queen will put on a banquet for her guests, but then the guest in turn has to put on a banquet in honour of the host. And I have found, I've acquired through my contacts, an exclusive look at the menu to see what was served. For a starter, it was American-themed. There were some chlorinated chicken dippers. Mm-mm-mm. Tasty. Then it's the main. Not hamburgers, no, but a thousand hamburgers. That's right, 1,000 with fries and salad with a Russian dressing. There was talk of serving burritos, but um, no, too, too Mexican. For dessert, angel delight with a straw. Tasty. And obviously, um, the only drink available was with some Russian vodka, so it sounds delightful. I hope he has a safe flight home. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. Okay, let's do a Saturday afternoon, shall we? It's Alec here. Hello. Good afternoon. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come in. Make yourself comfortable. Played your Dominic Fike three nights. Taylor Swift, Brendan Yuri with me as well. And Jessica Lynn is coming up. How have you been? Have you had a good week? Is all good in your life? I hope it is. I sincerely hope so. I am all good. Lots has been going on in my life. I am very happy and having a good time. So I hope you're good. On the show today... I have some lame excuses, courtesy of Cardi B. 
I have some good news and bad news at the same time. Weird things I've seen on the streets of Leeds this week. Plus, I want to use Love Island as a force for good. And places it's acceptable to use the toilet. I shall elaborate further after four o'clock. But be rest assured, it is appropriately lowbrow and base humour. Don't worry about that. I've got that covered. Plus, last week I was telling you about my first ever house party that I've been invited to. I went there in the week, Thursday night. I was there. I have stories from that. I'll tell you how I got on at 4.10 this afternoon. So 10 past four to hear me on my first ever house party. Yes, I'm 20 years old and most people are doing it at like 14. But, you know, I'm a late developer. Everybody's got to get there sometime. And I'll tell you all about that after four o'clock and the usual stuff. Six second guide. Connect 4 is on as well. And right now, This Week I Learned is on. This Week I Learned. Would you like some wisdom from my life from the last seven days that I can share with you so you don't have to go out and acquire the same wisdom? That's what this bit of the show is for. I have three lessons. First of all, this week I learned little is awesome. When you're a student, you need to learn to live on a budget. You want to get your shopping cheap. You, you go around a bit, you find different supermarkets. The ones that are closest to you, usually not the ones you want to actually go to. And oh my God, I set foot in Lidl, not for the first time in my life, but for the first time in a while, yesterday. And I love it. I'm in love just from the second you step in and there's the bakery there and there's all the pastries and breads and you, you breathe and you're like, ah, and it's, it's great. They have everything. The middle aisle, I am, I'm so converted. They had Nerf guns. They had... A scuba diving kit for $7.99. They had a slip and slide. I love it. It's incredible. I need to go there again. And everything's dirt cheap. Incredible. Little is awesome. I'm yet to try an Aldi. That's also on my, my bucket list of supermarkets. Little, Aldi, and when I'm feeling like a ball of Waitrose one day. Not yet. Little and Aldi for now. It's great. Go there if you need to do shopping because it's awesome. Other shops are available too. Also, lesson... Number two, this week I learned, don't take a massive suitcase on a really busy train at going home time and get there four minutes before the doors close. It won't do, it won't end well. You won't make yourself any friends. Um, I, I went to Manchester this week, visit a mate of mine, top place. And because I was staying for a good few days, I was like, you know what? Let's, let's go all out. Let's take an actual suitcase. Now I did look a tad ridiculous with this humongous suitcase um it was like it was useful because there's lots of room but also i did look stupid and my train was quite badly timed it was like peak going home from work time on a weekday afternoon it was like half five and so there were loads of commuters on there and it was very busy i got on a bit too late because the bus took ages because traffic and so i had to stand in the end of the carriage you know the little bit between the trains there was a conductor guy standing there he was like oh here we go when I got on with my massive bag. Loads of other people were standing there. I could feel the hatred. You know, and you can just tell that everyone around you is like, oh, what an idiot. Who is this guy? Can't stand him. That's what they were all like. And it was just there. I was sort of trying to like, straddle it just to reduce its footprint slightly. But it wasn't convenient. Everyone had to like move around it and work around it. It was cramped and not good. So if you're going to do that, get there early and don't do it at peak going home from work time because people won't like you. You won't make any friends on that train. Only enemies, sworn enemies for life. That's what I made that day. There is a target on my back forever. So that's that. And finally, lesson number three. This is just a little teaser. I'm not gonna tell you too much. Just a little snippet for all the full stories. You're gonna have to wait until 10 past four. But I can tell you that this week I learned House pies are actually quite fun. I had a good time. That's all I'm going to say for now. If you want to hear more, I will check back in with that at 10 past four. Music then. I have some to play you. Mark Ronson's coming up. Stormzy's coming up. A new one from Bastille plays before four o'clock. And now Jess Glynn, Jax Jones, One Touch at Wizard Radio. Good song. Jess Glynn, Jax Jones, One Touch. This is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Hello. Thanks for having us on. It is Park Life this weekend which is in Manchester, a place I have been very, very recently, which is very exciting. Loads of people are all gearing up to go to it. Um, two of my housemates as well in Leeds, the Geordie and the Boltonian girl, the girl from Bolton, they were both prepping hard 
for Park Life, you would not believe the conversations that went into outfit planning. Months, months in advance they were planning this. It was, it was madness. And um, the days come and it's, it's just raining loads. So that'll be lots of fun. I hope they included ponchos as part of that outfit planning because otherwise they're going to be soaked. They're going to be wet messes. That's what's going to happen. Um, and it's a very exciting lineup for Park Life. But one person you may have heard will not be on the lineup is, is Cardi B. It's really sad. She had to pull out at the last minute. So all of the people looking forward to going to see Cardi B at Park Life, they're going to be doubly disappointed because not only will it be really wet, their favourite their favorite pop star won't be there as well. There'll be no I like it. There'll be no okur, no skirt, none of that. It's all off. It's cancelled. Why has this happened? Well, she's it's, it's actually quite quite concerning. Cardi B, she's she's been in hospital. She's she's had some operations done. So you know that's that's very understandable. I hope hope she makes a full recovery from those operations because it's never nice being hospitalised. You know, always a scary and nerve-wracking time when people you know are in hospital and you're hoping, oh, are they all right? Are they okay? And so she was like, right, I've been in hospital, and so I've just got to take it easy. I've got to chill. I don't like cancelling gigs. I think the exact phrase she used was, I love money, so I don't like cancelling gigs. But she had to pull out. Yeah, she said, you know, I hate cancelling shows because I love money. I mean, understandable. But sadly, she has had to pull out because of the operation she had in hospital. So um, we wish her wish her the very best. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, the operation that she had, it was um, it was a boob job and, and life suction. Yeah, that was it. I mean really really life-threatening important procedure i'm sure um but very poor planning on her part i think because it's not like emergency surgery come on cardi you know you're getting you're getting a nice new pair of boobs lovely for you you're getting a bit of whatever it is body fat pumped out if that makes you happy great i'm happy for you but you can plan these kind of things surely you would know in advance that if that's going to take lots out of you no pun intended then well put lots into you as well I whatever then you should maybe plan it a little bit in advance be like oh my god i can't cancel on park life my fans in the northwest of england they're waiting for me they want a bit of cardi in their lives so come on plan it better that is quite a lame excuse i can't come because i'm recovering from some some very stressful important life-saving surgery a boob job and liposuction yeah okay cardi fine each to their own i hope you're enjoying your day off you haven't missed much it's pouring with rain anyway so should we play the new song from her? This is Cardi B and Press, a song you won't be hearing at Park Life in Manchester because she's she's not on, as we just said. Cardi B and Press, it's Wizard Radio. We were just discussing Cardi B's reason for pulling out of Park Life in, in Manchester this weekend, which was her, her boob job and liposuction she needs to recover. So if you if you'd like a, a weird image for a Saturday afternoon, you just imagine her instead of being at Park Life, just chilling out on a sofa, maybe with some like frozen peas in the sort of chest area to ease the pain or whatever it is she needs to recover from. Yeah, weird one, right? It's Wizard Radio with Alec this afternoon. Now, I want to try something. This might be a one-off. This could be something that we bring back at some point. I would like to call it Good News, Bad News. It describes a phenomenon I've observed this week in which something really good happens and you're like, wow, this is great. What are the chances? Aren't I a lucky fellow? And then shortly after that, something bad happens and you're like, right, everything you just said, I'll take it back. This is a disaster. Terrible news. What a mess. I had I had a good news, bad news experience this week. It was it was the same day as my, my train journey, actually. And because I was going away for a few days, I didn't I didn't want to let any of the food in my fridge go off because that'd be very wasteful. So I was like, I know, I'll bring it with me. And so um, I didn't take much, just just some hummus. Just bear that in mind. Keep that fact at the back of your head. We'll come back to that later. But first, the good news part of this good news, bad news story. Got to Manchester um, and decided to go for some pizza at an Italian restaurant. Oh, I know. Where else would you get pizza? And they asked me, it was one of those places where they give you a choice of what kind of pizza you want. It's either like a normal round pizza or you can get a bougie, weird, thin, stretched oval pizza that they give you on like a wood slate instead of just a plate like normal food. I was like, you know what? 
let's go for the the bougie long stretched oval pizza instead see what that's like and so did the person i was with so two weird cool bougie stretched pizzas were ordered and wait for the food food arrives one bougie stretched cool pizza on a bit of wood arrives and one one normal round pizza on a plate arrives this is this is terrible now i'm not gonna lie i'd sort of forgotten that i did ask for the weird stretched one i was just like whatever pizza's pizza i'll be experimental but i'm not actually that fussed but um the waitress brings them over puts the cool fancy stretched one down on the wooden slab of wood whatever it is and then she's like oh um by the way i'm really sorry the chef the chef made a mistake and instead of making the the round crisp uh, the stretched long crispy one they've just made you a round one i'm so sorry this is really bad i'm really sorry but we didn't want the food to go to waste so what we're gonna do is give you two pizzas we're gonna give you this one that you can have now and then once we're gonna make the proper one we're gonna bring that one out to you and can you have a second pizza as well for free and i'm like okay i wasn't even that fuss. i wouldn't have demanded the second pizza i'm very low maintenance i would have just gone oh okay not to worry these things happen i'm fine but i was offered and given two pizzas what a time to be alive honestly what what a great moment in my life offered two free pizzas can i say at this point i did not eat both pizzas in one sitting i'm not that much of a greedy pig i i probably could have done but i was like you know what let's show some restraint we can box this up take it away and have it on another occasion and so that is what that is what we did got a second pizza i was very happy with this outcome obviously because who does not like free pizza it's one of the best things you can hear in life i think the two words together free pizza it's great it's brilliant so that was that was a very good bit of news that happened to me then about an hour later, possibly under an hour, um, we're in the supermarket. We're just picking up a couple of things. And we go to put the things in my backpack. Now, do you remember Do you remember what I told you earlier about having hummus that I'd brought with me so it didn't go to waste? Put it in my backpack. Sort of forgot it was there. Maybe might have stuffed a coat in there at one point without thinking too much about it. Just packing it all in. And of course, the obvious had happened. And there'd been... There'd been a hummus leak situation, a terrible code red situation. It had leaked in the bag. There was lots of important stuff in the bag. There was headphones, there were phone chargers, all the kind of important stuff you need and and some hummus, which was now all over the bag, all over the coat, all over the headphones, all over the phone charger. A very poor outcome, absolute disaster. Um, Possibly made worse by the fact that it was entirely predictable. I'm sure this is probably what you predicted from the moment I told you I'd put some hummus in my bag. Entirely predictable. I'm, I'm a smart human being, and yet I was unable to foresee that maybe just putting a tub of hummus in there with no kind of wrapping, no bag, no foil was actually quite a stupid thing to do. I didn't think of that. Things happen. It was too late. And so all of the joy, the pure, sheer, unobliterated joy of receiving a free pizza just kind of drained from me and was replaced by annoyance and irritation at the fact that I was an idiot and hummus had spit on my bag. Not a good time. Not a good time at all. So my good news was shortly followed by some, some very bad news. This is what I am calling the good news, bad news phenomenon. Something good happens, then immediately after, something bad happens that totally balances out, and at the end of the day, you're kind of neutral. Do you have any good news, bad news stories? Has this something? Has this been something you have observed, you have experienced? Something good happens, something bad happens. Can you let me know about it, please? 07807 183 538. Send me a text. Thanks very much. Or send me an email. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. Or if you don't fancy either of those, drop me a message on Facebook as well. We're Wizard Radio on there. Good news and bad news. Good thing, then bad thing happens immediately after they balance out. All of the goodness that you would experience just goes away. Let me know. We will read a few good news, bad news messages after the new one from Mark Ronson. And now this is Storm. See his Vossy Bop. This is Alec Feldman, the podcast. Mark Ronson and Camila Cabello. That's find you again on Wizard Radio before that. Stormzy and Vossy Bop. I'm Alec Feldman. Thank you very much for having us on. Music before four then. We've got Madison Beer and a new song from Bastille to play you very, very soon, which I'm excited to hear. First, though, we're doing good news, bad news. This is when... 
something really good happens and then something bad happens really really soon after and it just totally gets rid of the, the good vibes from the good thing happening and t- cancels it out and it's just a bit disappointing you're like eh, oh that's what it would be if it was a sound it would be oh that's that's the good news bad news sound if we ever bring this back that can be its jingle so i got a message from georgina she said when hamilton first came to london me and my friend really wanted to see it but we couldn't afford tickets so we found out that they do a lottery every day where um oh, i just lost it hang on bear with me <laughs> a lottery every day where a few people win cheaper tickets anyway we traveled into town entered the lottery and then spent the day traveling around london and you know having fun london's a great place lots of fun to be had anyway whilst we were having lunch my friend was like i don't feel well and i thought she was just complaining about a minor stomach ache so i was like whatever anyway later on we went back to the theater and found out we'd won the lottery for, for tickets not like the national lottery <laughs> Literally, as soon as I picked up the tickets, my friend threw up outside the theatre and they wouldn't let her in to watch the show. Oh, so my joy was ended very quickly and we had to go home. Oh, no. <laughs> that's that's really sad. Especially as you travelled all that way. And also, that's they're perfectly linked. It's not like a good thing and an unrelated bad thing. It's literally the same. The good thing is just, just taken away from you like that. Boom. You have it, you lose it. What was it? Did she eat something from like a dodgy food stand in London? There are quite a lot that I, I wouldn't necessarily go to. You know, it's cool that they're there. They probably smell quite nice, but I'll, I'll leave them. Go to somewhere that has actually their scores on the door sticker displayed. That's a good rule of thumb. That is very sad. Um, maybe potentially avoidable if you were more concerned about your friend's well-being and you weren't like, eh, whatever, you're sick. Who cares? You'll be fine. But that is perfect example of good news bad news I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that you missed hamilton because your friend threw up also a message from jess this is her good news bad news when i was in year seven i got a boyfriend my first ever boyfriend and i was so excited and, and so happy literally the day i asked him out at home i accidentally smashed a bowl in my kitchen and got grounded for literally one week total over exaggeration anyway um, I lost my boyfriend shortly after because I couldn't see him ever. Oh no, that's that's really sad. That one bowl just totally changed the course of your life. That's very sad. You could have you could have married him. He could have been the one, and you'll never know because a bowl totally ruined your relationship before it even got off the ground. Also, let's discuss, please, Jess, your your parents who seem to be quite authoritarian, if I if I may say so. Grounded for a week for accidentally smashing a bowl. Surely not. What did they think you were doing? Did they think you were having some kind of strop? And in a fit of rage, you picked up a bowl and threw it to the floor and smashed it into a million pieces. Maybe, maybe light it up. You know, it's, it's only a bowl. It's not that deep. You can get new bowls. You can glue it back together. You can sweep up the mess. It's all fine. Maybe. <gasps> oh, I've got a theory. I have a theory. Maybe. Your parents didn't like this boy. Your first ever boyfriend. They were like, uh, no, not a fan. We want rid of him. How can we get rid of him? Let's just stop her from seeing him by grounding her for the next bad thing she does. No matter how minor, we'll be like, Jess, you're grounded for a week. Don't argue or it'll be two. And then as soon as you smash the bowl, they're like, ha, this is the perfect opportunity. You're not leaving the house. Bye bye, boyfriend. And they saw him off that way. <gasps> what a great conspiracy theory I've come up with. Maybe, maybe talk to them about that one later. Not like right now. Give it, give it a few years more, and then be like, "Hey, remember, remember that guy? Did you ground me for smashing a bolt, especially so I couldn't see him?" I think, I think that's what happened. I'm sorry to say. Laura also has a pizza-related good news, bad news. Amazing. The best kind of good news. The first time I ever made homemade pizza, she says, at a sleepover with with some friends, of course. As we took it out of the oven, it was so hot and my oven gloves had a big hole in them that I dropped it on the floor and we had to order pizza. Everyone was so mad at me because we could have eaten so much faster had I not encouraged us to make them by hand. Oh, that's all on you as well. By the sounds of it, you were the one that encouraged the handmade pizza making. You're like, yeah, guys, it'll be fun. And then you actually, when you're an hour in and you're still waiting for some dough to rise, you're like, <sighs> so hungry. And you're still waiting and then it comes out and everyone's all excited. And then, boom, on the floor, 
tomato sauce everywhere. Soggy mess. Cheesy mess. Not good. What a disaster. Come on, look after your oven gloves. Don't use oven gloves with a hole in there. Literally useless. What's the phrase? It's as useful as a chocolate teapot. The idea being the chocolate will melt. Obs oh dear. Pizza sad news is always the saddest news. And um, got one more good news, bad news to read you now from Rowan. He says, the day I got my first ever merit at school, which is like a good note or something like that. Just a note for doing good work. Ah, uh, yes. Who'd have guessed? I was overjoyed until lunchtime when someone accidentally kicked me in the balls and I had to be sent home because I was in so much pain. Swings and roundabouts, I guess. Yeah, swings and roundabouts, merits and ball kickings. What can you do? That, that must hurt. There is no worse thing in the world. It made me childbirth. Other than that, no worse thing than being kicked in the balls. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Were they jealous of your merit? That must have been why. <laughs> and they were like, Rowan got a merit. Should have been my merit. And then kicked you in in your nether regions. Could have been worse. You could have been the one that got like a, a D merit for, for being involved in some kind of fight. So at least there's that. Although, hang on, hang on. It just occurred to me. Being sent home, is that is that a bit much? Maybe. Like, just, just power on through. It goes away. It doesn't last that long. Unless it was that bad. Like, maybe maybe toughen up a little bit. But that is that is some very bad news. After some very good news. I'm sorry to hear it. Good, good, good news, bad news, everyone. I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Coming up, some weird things I've seen in Leeds this week. There's been a lot. After Bastille, Neil Drummond, it's called Those Nights. Bastille with Those Nights. It's Wizard Radio with Alec. Hi. Hope you are good. So, Leeds, I don't know what's going on. Something strange is happening in Leeds. I've seen a lot of weird things. Leeds, it's a town. Well, no, it's a city. Let's not do it down. It's a big city in the north of England. I go to uni there, so I, I spend quite a lot of the year there. And normally, I'd say it's not any more weird than any other major city. But I've seen a couple of things this week that's made me really reevaluate that because they're, they're they're very unusual. I've never seen anything like it there before. It's just kind of happening. I'm like, hmm, yeah, okay, this is this is strange. So I don't know whether something's in the water, something's going on that's made people weird, brought out the weirdness, but it's weird. So I have, I've seen two weird things. The first thing, I was like, huh, that's a bit weird. I was I was walking to the shops, and there's a, there's a, what would you call it? It's like a plus-shaped road junction. So there's two roads going across each other, four sets of traffic lights, good, good, good. And on the sort of opposite side of the cross junction to me, on the other corner of the street, there was... There was a guy there, and he'd quite an old guy, I'd say, actually. Probably like late 50s, maybe early 60s. And he'd set himself up there with, um, with some speakers, a full on sound system, some DJ decks, and a microphone. And he was just playing tunes, as you do. And also getting on the mic and like emceeing. Like, hey, is everyone, everyone having a good time? This was like the middle of a Sunday afternoon, by the way, probably about half three. Oh, how's everyone doing? We're having a good time. If you're having a good time, let's hear you. And obviously, nobody nobody says anything because they're just walking past, keeping their head down, trying not to attract his attention in case he wants to give him a shout out. Like, shout out to the guy with the, the grey bag crossing the road on his way to Sainsbury's. Oh, yeah. It was that kind of level of weirdness. I don't think anyone had asked him to be there. He was just there killing a Sunday afternoon by DJing to a road junction. That was pretty much it. Most of the traffic was just cars. There were no, not that many people on foot. So he's literally playing to cars. They sit there at the lights for 30 seconds, get a blast of some tunes and off they go. I don't know why he was there. I don't know whether this is something he does regularly or just, just as a one-off, but he's got all the gear. So I reckon it's probably quite a regular thing. I also don't know whether he's necessarily allowed to be there. That, to me, that seems like the kind of thing that a council would not be a fan of. They'd be like, uh, you need the music licenses or you're causing a public disturbance. But he seemed perfectly content there for the time being. No one seemed to be stopping him. So I was like, you know what? What a legend. Cool guy. Just DJing, doing a DJ gig for himself in front of some cars. Great. And I was like, okay, this is, this is a slightly weird thing. And then I saw another weird thing as well. Within, 
not the same day, within the same week, I was walking down the road. It was quite a nice warm day. Cars are queuing up at some traffic lights, windows down, lots of them have music blaring out, summary tunes, all the good vibes, except except this one car playing a song I knew I recognised. And I was like, hang on, what, what song is this? Why why am I a bit uneasy about hearing this song? Why don't I hear it very often? And I was thinking about it, I was like, ah, I know what song this is. This is by The Waitresses. It's a song called Christmas Rapping. It's, it sounded like this if you want a demo. Now this is, this is, as the name suggests, a Christmas song. It's called Christmas Rapping. It's not the most Christmassy Christmas song. You won't hear any sleigh bells and jingly jangly stuff on there. But it is still a Christmas song. I was very confused as to why someone was playing this in the middle of June. But more to the point, with all the windows down, blaring it out like the world needs to hear Christmas Rapping by the waitresses on a really warm sunny day in June. I don't know what's going on. Something strange is happening in Leeds. Christmas music's on, DJ gigs to street corners are on. Maybe that's just how Leeds goes down in the summer. It's, it's possible, but it's weird, and I wanted to share the weirdest things I've seen this week with you, so enjoy. Can we have a bit more of the waitresses before we play Madison Beer? I just want to enjoy it in, in the back. It's Madison Beer, Dear Society at Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Hi, everyone. Connect 4 o'clock has come round once again. It's a special time. Look at your watch. It'll say Connect 4 time because that's what time it is. Game. Every week, we give uh, we give you four words. You have to connect the four words in the weirdest, most rambly, confusing, complicated, unbelievable story you possibly can. It's an exercise in creative thinking, so flex those creative muscles. Maybe you haven't had to do creative writing since you were in year six doing your sats. Well, now is your chance to hone your skills, practice, and get creative once again using the four words we give you. That's all there is to it, really. You have to get the word in, ideally in an unmodified form, but there are exceptions. I think last week I gave I gave the, the winning crown to someone who had pluralized a word which normally I would highly frown upon. But I was like, you know what, this is a good one. So the rules are quite flexible. It's kind of whatever entertains me, and that's how it goes down. And this week, I've got into the habit in the last few weeks of giving out quite rubbish prizes that are actually entirely free and not really within my power to give out. Um, I think last week the prize was a night's sleep. I gave away eight whole hours of sleep. What should it be this week? If I was smart, I would have thought of this in advance, but I, I haven't. So, um, how about a lifetime supply of water? All you need to do to claim your prize is to turn on your tap. There you go. That's your prize. That's what you could win this week on Connect4. Without any further ado, let's cross to the dictionary, which is being looked after by James Gilmore. Yes, I am here, Alec, live with the Oxford Mini School Dictionary. Um, And it looks like we are ready for battle today ready for that good i'm good to hear it what's yes. the dictionary forecast what are you um, predicting you know what we think it's gonna be able to pull through with four very varied words from across the dictionary obviously remembering that there are a total of forty thousand words and phrases in this version of the dictionary so a lot of different variation a lot of possibility we're excited to find out what happens thank you james now let's pick, let's get flicking for word number one then. When okay, I say Alec, stop, we're flicking. that's when we get the word. He is flicking. Where will the dictionary take us this week? Let's find out. Stop, please. Okay, Alec, we have stopped the dictionary. And the first word that we found is exhausted. Exhausted. Like, I am exhausted from my boob job and liposuction. Yes. Just actually a question on that, Alec. Not to overstep yeah. my role. But do you think those surgeries were perhaps interconnected? So you think they took it out of one place and put it into the other? I don't know how it works, Alec. I'm just suggesting. I mean, people can get skin grafts like that, can't they? They'll take skin yeah, from actually, the back of your neck. That's not how boob jobs work. Okay, let's continue. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, word number two, let's get flicking. I'm flicking, Alec. Stop. Whoa. Oh, God. That was very fast. I know. I never normally do it that fast. All right. What the second got? word. 
crown. Crown. Like the crown, the TV show on Netflix. Yes. Good, good, good. Let's get word number three then. Okay, we're going to flick this one from the back of the dictionary to the front this time. I'm going to flick it. Remember, the first two words are exhausted in crown. If you want to write them down in the notes up on your phone so you can get planning your story, you do that. In the meantime, we'll get the third word now. Stop, please. Okay. The second word, sorry, the third word is record. Record. Like... Shut up and play a record. Ex- almost exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So exhausted crown record are the first three. We need one more. Okay, Alec, we're going to be flicking again right now. Stop. Oh my god. Aren't I crazy? is impatient today. So impatient. Gruff, gruff. Let's hear okay. it. The fourth word is ant. It's what? Ant. Like the small insects. Like the small insect, because Alec only let me go to page 24 in the dictionary. I thought you were going to go backwards, you see. No, I always do only the third one backwards. Oh, I I misunderstood. I thought the third and fourth were both backwards. No, it's only ever the third backwards. This has changed everything for me. Yes, well, there we go. Your four words, exhausted, crown, record, and ant. Can you connect them in a story? Write us a little a little tale of something unimportant and rambling and silly and fake. Make sure those four words are in it. Exhausted, crown, record, and ant. And then send it in to me. 07807 Station at wizardradio.co.uk or facebook.com slash wizardradio. That's how you can get to me. Exhausted, crown, record and ant that's what you need the only words that need to be in your mind right now we'll do connect for properly at 10 to 5 coming up then cigar and becky hill and miley cyrus and i'll tell you all about my first ever house party at 10 past 4 right now four o'clock here's the news alec feldman on wizard radio recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet wizard radio that was cigar and becky hill wish you well before that miley cyrus and mother's daughter which sounds like one of those riddles, doesn't it? Like, if I am my, my mother's daughter and my daughter's mother, who am I? And, well, you know, those kind of things. Anyway, um, hi, I'm Alec. Coming up, I'm going to play some Katy Perry, some Ed Sheeran, and Bieber, Martin Garrix as well. And Lauv plays in moments, or minutes-ish. We'll see how long this one takes. Because I went to my first ever house party this week. I'm 20 years old. We, we discussed this last week. I'm just a bit late in my development. When I was 14 and everyone was going to house parties and doing whatever it is people do at house parties, I was just sort of chilling in, in one of my friend's living rooms. Film on, some pizza, maybe having a bit of chat about whatever it is. The Labour Party or whatever. We, we were very boring teenagers, basically. And so my first proper house party, i.e. not just a party in a house, came on Thursday. And I was very excited about it, but also quite scared. I didn't know what to expect. So I just asked you lot what I should be expecting. We put together a little list of things that happen at every house party. So I knew exactly what was going to go down. I could mentally prepare. And so I just thought I'd sort of update you on how it went. In short, I thought it went quite well. I had a nice time. I enjoyed it. It was a lot less scary and intimidating than I thought it would be. Yes, there were scary and intimidating bits. Yes, maybe I did stay away from the really really hot and sweaty and sweaty what the sweaty the really hot and sweaty drum and bass room that that wasn't for me i stayed well clear of the living room but it was chill people were people were nice they were friendly they're all they all seemed really respectful i was expecting like a house to get massively trashed it wasn't my house it was someone else but i was like staying there i was expecting it to get massively trashed but no it was all very nice everything was safe except for except for quite a fancy drink dispenser machine which has not been seen since. I don't know how anyone managed to run off with that because it's huge, but yeah, that's no longer no longer here. So if you're going to steal something, go big. Go for the high ticket thing that's worth dollar. But other than that, everyone seemed, seemed quite civilized and not the kind of destructive animals I was expecting. Also, numbers-wise, probably about 200, which, which blew my mind. That's like 10 times the number of people that go to the kind of gatherings I'm used to. 
So that was an eye-opener for sure. But I enjoyed it. Just to update you on the things we had on our little checklist, because we did have a checklist last week. On the checklist included people that have, two people that have beef, and there's like a bad vibe around them because everybody knows they hate each other. There was also, um, a lot of people say I'm going to make random friends with strangers and they'll be like, your best friend for a night. And then obviously you'll never see him again. And um, a lot of orange juice, Alfie said last week. And um, two people, this was this was Scott's one, two people you don't know who come out to be best friends and it surprises you. I didn't have any experience of that because I don't didn't really know that many people there. So there was no like, oh my God, how do they know each other? Because I, I didn't know any of them. And also, Beth warned me about the anxiety of walking in, which I didn't really have to do because I was staying there anyway. But some things I did from that, that I did have experience with, um, there were two feuding people. I didn't have first-hand experience of this, but I was warned. I was like, watch out. These two people, they might be going at each other. There might be tears. Bad things might go down. Didn't actually see it, but I was told that this person, one of the people who was in the feud, did arrive, but was then barred and not allowed to come in because they didn't want there to be any kind of feuding. So that was kind of avoided. But yes, the random friends one that you just, you meet people like, oh, hi, and they become your best friend for the night. I relate to that one so strongly. That is something I experienced for sure. So I'm gonna tell you about a few of them. I made, I met two people. They sort of came as a pair. They weren't a couple, but they were just like with each other. I met someone called Sam and someone called Wham, like the band that George Michael used to be in. Sam and Wham, a, the dynamic duo, a double act. Um, Sam was like me, had never been to a house party before and it was his first time as well, so we bonded over that. And Wham was an interesting chap because he had a massive tattoo sort of in his elbow crease. So not his elbow, but the other side on your inner arm, just with the outline of the county of Oxfordshire. Just just because. And so they were, they were some interesting people. I also met someone called Callum, who I, I became party friends with basically just because he reminded me of someone else who I actually know. And I was like, oh, you're just like this guy. So I I almost thought they were this person. I knew they weren't, but I was like, oh, I can just interact with them exactly the same way I'd interact with this other guy. And yeah, they were all very nice and friendly. So those were my temporary party friends. Will I see them again? No, probably not. Probably not ever, but it was good. So thanks for, thanks for the warning, everyone, and for the tips because they actually quite helped. And I had a good time. So am I a new person? Have I changed dramatically from the things I've seen and the things I've done? Am I traumatized? No, no, not really. It was all it was all quite nice and civilized and fun. Um, although I suppose the biggest claim to rebellious fame and mad hedonistic lifestyle I can have from this gathering, two things, maybe I went to sleep at like half three in the morning. I know, wild. And um, some people from the council were like, all right, come on, come on, guys. Time to knock this one on the head, which everyone did and complied, and it was all very, very civilized. So I had a good time. I hope you're not disappointed that it was actually fine and I'm not traumatized, but it was all good. So thank you for your, for your support. It's really appreciated. Coming up next, I would like to use Love Island as a force for good in the world. I'll, I'll tell you more about my plans after Lauv. This is Sad Forever. Lauv and Sad Forever. Oh, poor Lauv. Wizard Radio, I'm Alec Feldman, and I would like to talk about Love Island on the show, which is probably not something you expected to hear coming from my mouth, but but don't worry, I, I'm i not going to sell out to, I don't know who to, I'm not going to sell out by watching it, it's not me, it's not the kind of thing I enjoy, I will be happily avoiding it for the next seven weeks, so on the whole, if you want two hours of safety away from people constantly going did you see love island oh my god then this show is the place for you this will be a love island free zone however before we get to that i did want to say because it started on the telly this week if you're in the uk um i did want to come up with an idea to try and turn love island into a force for good in the world and i was trying to think how can i do this because it's on it's on for seven weeks. It's on for eight weeks, actually. We've already had nearly a week. And there's seven more to go. And it is on every day. It's on seven days a week for one hour. So to put that into perspective, it is 49 hours a week, seven times seven. For the whole series, that is 392 hours. That is a lot of hours. Think about all the things that could be done in that time instead of watching Love Island because this is something that's been on my mind this week 
don't they say to become an expert at something you need 10,000 hours? 392 is a significant-ish chunk of that time. If you spent the time everyone else spends watching Love Island doing something productive, maybe learning a new skill or helping out, you could do so much good in the world. So that is what I thought we should try and do. And I was trying to think of how, how we could do it and how we could do it in a way that everyone would join in. And I thought, for a while, I thought maybe learning a language would be quite interesting. But also, um, that wouldn't be that great on the radio because then at the end of Love Island, in seven weeks' time, if I come back on and be like, So, um, I've learned to speak fluent French. Bonjour, bienvenue à Wizard Radio. Je m'appelle Alec. Uh, je joue Calvin Harris et Kitty Perry dans les, les prochains deux minutes. Or something like that. That would be quite exclusive for people that don't understand French, by the way. Just, that was a casual flex, just me whipping out anything I can remember from a French GCSE. <laughs> I know, don't be too impressed. If I did that, I'd just spoken radio in French. The only people that would really be able to understand that are people that have also spent all this time learning French, which is probably not that good an idea. So instead, I've had another idea. Ladies, gentlemen, anyone else, I would like to welcome you all to the... Love Island Book Club. This is what I've come up with. For each hour between, is it 9 and 10 that Love Island's on the TV? I am going to read. This is what I've decided. I'm now on my summer holiday. I finished uni last week. So I have a lot of time and not much to fill it with. And I think reading would be a good use of some of that time. So for all seven hours a week. Wait, is that? Hang on, I've done that math wrong. It's not for 49 hours a week. Never mind. For, for the seven hours a week. Oh, I've done that whole math. Seven, hang on, seven hours times, what, that's seven times, okay, it's 49 hours in total. It's not 392. Before you before you get on the text being like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I have realized my mistake. <laughs> it's 49 hours, not 392, but still, it's a lot of hours, okay? That's the point I'm trying to make. For those 49 hours, when Love Island is on, I'm gonna read a book for an hour and I want to see how many books I can get through and see how much I can learn about the world. And I would love for you all to join me in the Love Island Book Club. And in seven weeks, when it's all finished, we can come back and say, I've read 50 books. It won't be 50 books. That would be less than an hour a book. I can't do that. But we'll see. We'll see what we can learn and see how we can broaden our minds and explore and read. Because reading's supposed to be good for you, isn't it? And I don't read enough. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Every every day now between 9 and 10 p.m. when Love Island's on, I'm going to read a book and you're welcome to join and you can let me know what you're reading and we can all share. It can be like a book club. Won't that be fun? <laughs> How very grown up. So the Love Island Book Club, welcome to it. Let's let's give it a go. I'm going to start tomorrow. I've missed the first week, but tomorrow the first Love Island Book Club will commence. And I'd love you all to join me because Love Island should be a force for good somehow, even though it's possibly the worst show on TV, if you ask me. So that could be quite fun. I feel like I've, I've suddenly turned into my parents here, but it happens to the best of us eventually. Right, coming up next, I want to talk about places you're comfortable going to the toilet, okay? That's after Katy Perry, never really over. Katy Perry, never really over. Wizard Radio, I'm Alec Feldman, hello to you. Carly Hansen's coming up. I've got a little 60 second guide to her as well. Before that though, we need to have an important conversation. A very, very highbrow conversation. You know that I like to cover all the important topics on the show. You know, I, I have no time whatsoever for childish, puerile, immature, toilet humour or talking about disgusting things. That's just not we. That's not what we do. That's why I've just launched the Love Island Book Club. And that's that's why I would now like to talk to you about places you are comfortable going to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's an important bodily function. We all do it. There's, let's not beat around the bush here. Everyone does it, even girls. But I often feel there are certain places where you, you just it's just accepted that you will go. Certain places that you just you just won't because it's not okay, it's not nice, it's not an enjoyable experience. Just to clarify here, I'm not talking about doing doing a wee. Because you can wee anywhere, you can wee in a bush, you can wee in a sink, you can wee in a, a bee day if you're really posh. And any toilet really, anywhere. That's fine but for the for the other one you know what i mean a number two doing a poo let's not yeah let's be, let's be blunt doing a poo i always find there's only certain places that you're comfortable doing it for me i i would never ever want to have to do it at school never i just think no not good 
my favourite places. My home, obviously. But <laughs> why are we talking about this? I mean, I will, if I have to, I'll go in a hotel. But I was having this conversation yesterday. This is why this has come up. We were talking about this in the pub last night. And some people were saying they would happily go in a pub toilet or in a restaurant. I'm just thinking, no, just wait till you get home. Why would you want to do that? And some pe- people swear by it. They're like, no, it's actually, it's actually really nice. It's great. It means you don't have to pay for toilet paper. But I'm just thinking, no, this is not, this is not what I'm about. It's not what I want to do. And I do know some people that even, even within their own house, they are fussy about where they like to go to the toilet and they'll only go say in the upstairs toilet if you have two toilets they'll only go upstairs not downstairs that is the level we're talking about here everyone has their own preferences and i want to settle this i want to know in your opinion where's most acceptable to go maybe you have like a slightly weird place actually like you know what underrated but good like i don't know the, the third floor toilets at your school library or whatever it is but also where it's totally unacceptable I would say school is very close on that list. Highly unacceptable, not okay. Also, maybe any kind of public toilet, like a portaloo, or those little ones you get just on the street. I, I wouldn't do it there. No, not a chance, never. Only if I was really desperate. And even then, the alternative might be better because, ugh. So let's compile a list. Where are you comfortable going to the toilet? Where would you never ever go in a million years? Because this is a highbrow issue that needs settling. 07807183538 is my text number. Send us a text. Those are my digits, eh? <laughs> that was weird. And email as well, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Places you're comfortable going to the toilet, places you're absolutely not comfortable. I, I Here's another one, if you want another one. I recently, when I was in Manchester, I was forced to, to sample a new toilet that I've never sampled before. And I'm not going to lie, it was weird. Not entirely enjoyable. I'd give it maybe a 5 out of 10. It wasn't the best toilet I've ever been in. The seat was loose, falling off, but also the bowl was kind of falling off as well. The big china bit. So it was weird. I wouldn't describe it as my favourite ever place to go. And everyone has these preferences. That's why we're discussing it. It's an issue that does not get discussed enough on the radio. I can't imagine why. So get in touch with me about that. We'll have a chat about it some more in a bit. Carly Hansen plays next. I've, I've done a lot of reading into Carly Hansen. I went to the library. I took out all the books I could find about her. I've read all the newspapers, her Wikipedia page, everything. And I've got so much information and I wrote it all down, but then I condensed it. So we just have 60 seconds worth of information. It's all really accurate. I've researched this very heavily. So let's have a six second guide, shall we? Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Carly Hansen is a very practical person. She has many skills and likes to be heavily involved in the making of her music. That's why she's Carly Hanson and not Carly Hansoff. And that's also why her current song is called Back In My Arms. It's all about taking back control of her creative projects. She is known in the music industry for being very difficult to work with as a result of this. The number of sound technicians and producers she's burned through is quite impressive, each quitting because of the stress of working with her and her demanding ways. Carly has also been known to walk out of recording sessions midway through if she doesn't like the feedback she's been getting, often shouting and throwing anything she could find at anyone in her immediate surroundings. Such objects have included mugs, Elton John's platinum record disc and an entire microphone stand. However, no one dares criticise her for this behaviour because her uncle is the president of the record label. This has this other problems as well. Carly can't actually sing, she's, she's tone deaf, but no one can ever fire her and everyone's too scared to say. That's Carly Hansen in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Still obsessed with when at uh, the Brits year before last, Elton John referred to him as Ed Sheeran. So that was Ed Sheeran and just a Bieber. I don't care. Carly Hansen back in my arms before it. Alec here with Martin Garrix and Charlie XCX to play before 5 o'clock when I am, I'm done. But before then, still some things. Connect 4's on the way soon. And um, I'm not sure really why, why I've done this one. This is one of the ones I think, oh, this will be a good thing to talk about. And then the more I get into it, I'm like, no, this is this is really weird. Why have I why have I opened up this can of worms? It should have stayed closed. The discussion of the hour, or possibly the day, the week, the year, is where is it appropriate and where is it not appropriate to go to the toilet for a number two? Highbrow, I know. Should this should win awards. And my my thinking is that home, yes. Hotels, if you have to. Your friends, not really, unless it's unavoidable. And anywhere else, absolutely not. Blanket ban. Um, Ellie's been on. 
says, I can do a Wii basically anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yes, of course. Like, we've established that. Wii's are normal. Wii's are fine. But, but for a poo, she says, I can only do it at home. Mm. I need the privacy of having the entire room to myself, locking the door and not being rushed. I just feel so judged if I'm at school or with my mates shopping and something, and I end up in the toilet for ages because I've been doing a poo. People really do judge you for things like that. So, yeah, poos are just for home. I don't think I've ever related to a message that's been sent into the show more. I think this is it. This is the peak. I feel that so much. It's about it's about the relaxation, taking your time, not having people going, are you done? Hurry up. We're waiting. Let us in. All that stuff. It's not fun. Not about that life. So this is this is good. This is excellent content that I can highly relate to. So thanks for that one, Lily. Samuel's been on. I have, and still to this day, do poo in the toilets at school. If you need to go, you need to go. I do have a preferred toilet at school, which is uh, the one near our history and geography classes, because it's slightly hidden and usually quite quiet compared to the toilets in our English department, which are definitely the busiest. At home, I can also only poo in our upstairs toilet, not the one downstairs. You're not the only one who's like that. I know other people who have a favourite toilet even within their house and get quite upset if that one's busy when they need to go. But at school, I just, I don't, I don't like that. I think that's weird for a number of reasons. It makes it smell bad for everyone else, but also just the lots of risks involved. I heard a story last night of someone who had the lid of a bin removed, filled with water, and then chucked into the cubicle whilst they were, they were doing a, a number two. That's the kind of thing I just wouldn't want to open myself up to the risk of. Or people like jumping over and standing on the seat and going, Oi, oi, look, someone's having a poo. Because that's the kind of high-level banter that goes on at school. I know. Hilarious. So I just, I wouldn't risk it. But you're a braver person than I, Samuel. Braver than me. Also, I, I also think that's quite a true observation that English toilets are always the busiest. I don't know why. Maybe all schools are designed in the same way. But English toilets, yeah, busy. History, geography quite nice quiet ones if i was gonna have to go if it was like a life or death scenario then i suppose that's probably what i'd pick but never never something i ever want to do justin i have quite a loose understanding of what a toilet is alec oh good i like that my listeners are toilet trained he says because when i did dv i actually pooed on the side of the road and wiped my butt with a toilet roll i had in my bag oh boy so i'm probably not the best advocate for the issue but day to day, I'd never put school because it's as disgusting as the side of the road is. It has nothing. Oh no, because as disgusting as the side of the road is, it has nothing compared to the toilets at my school. The toilets at his school are worse than literally the side of the road. I really hope this was a narrow, quiet country road and not like the M1. That would be quite embarrassing. Just sat there in the hard shoulder. Yeah, not a good look, but... Yeah, I just I managed to avoid it for my my DV expedition. I timed it very well. I planned it. I didn't need to dig a hole or anything. Lara says, I'd say that the only acceptable place to go to the toilet somewhere where there is a de- uh, designated toilet with privacy, and you go to the one you're meant to go to. I if you're a guy, the guy's toilet. That's probably the only acceptable place. I I don't quite get the point of that message. <laughs> It's the message that you should only go to the toilet in toilets and not on the side of the road or, I don't know, in a B-day or, as I read about in the news this week, somebody's bedroom when they don't want to sleep with you. That's something I heard about. Not not good, not what I'd recommend, but apparently that's the thing. So maybe is that the point of this message? Maybe, maybe. Um, and last one I've got time for, from Amber. There have been so much, so many quality messages on this topic. You see, it's a weird one, but it has it has inspired a conversation that I think is very important to have. Amber says, I have a phobia of going to the toilet in public places like shops or restaurants because you never know what's going to happen. Even doing a wee is something I can't do in a public place. This is extreme. If I go on a day out with my friends, I will hold in whatever I need to do for the whole day until I get home. What? It, what? I'm sorry, this is mind boggling. This can't be real. How do you go on holiday? This isn't healthy. Come on, you need you should stop doing that, Amber, really. Maybe get some help getting over the phobia, because that's insane. I hope I hope you're okay. I hope your bladder's okay. Wow. Some some really interesting messages on this topic. It's it's disgusting, it's lowbrow, but it's got you talking. So at least there's that. I think it's 
time we move on now. We'd really better move on. Because Connect 4 is coming up. First, Martin Garrick's new one with Macklemore and Patrick Stump. It's called Summer Days. Martin Garrick's and Macklemore and Patrick Stump. I love Patrick Stump. He's my favourite. That's Summer Days. It's Wizard Radio with Alec. And I don't want you to think that I don't want to be here. But I would like to let you know that I have got my shoes and my coat on. So I can make it to a 5.45 screening of Booksmart soon. So let's let's get on with Connect 4 quickly, shall we? Um, this week, four words were exhausted, crown, record, and ant. And you had to put them into a, a story somehow. And make it weird and rambly and wonderful. And my favourite one gets to win a lifetime supply of tap water. I'm really spoiling you this week. So, uh, first one, Penny. says, I'm exhausted, Alex. So this message is going to be a shorter one. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. And well done on getting the first word in so soon. Second word of the message, even. Uh, she says, you see, I was up all night last night watching The Crown. I've never watched it before, so I'm just being to watching it right now. And it's really good. A funny story, though. When The Crown first came out, my mum didn't realise it was on Netflix. So I was looking all over Sky Planner trying to record it. There's record. But it was on TV. So, oh, record it when it was on TV, but couldn't find it. I laughed so much. Um, when I found it. Sometimes her mind is as small as an ant. Wow. A lot to be getting on with there. So, exhausted with the second word of the message. This is good. I'm impressed with that. Um, what else? What else was I gonna, gonna mention? There was something I thought I need to, I need to talk about this, but I can't remember what. Oh yes, it's the fact that the, the subject of the message is the crown. And that was the example I gave when I said crown, like the crown. So maybe a little bit more creativity. That's my that's my really harsh critique. I'm sorry, Penny. I don't mean to be so harsh. I just gotta I gotta separate all the messages because they're a very high standard. It is a good a good message, and I like the idea of your mum trying to look on the Sky Planner to find a show that's on Netflix. That is quite funny i hope that really happened i never know with these messages whether sort of what the blend of fact and fiction is but i really hope there is an element of truth to that next up maddie's been on i've been told recently that when i was younger i acted like i was an absolute queen and well apparently my parents treat me like a queen as well so technically it's their fault not mine it upset me hearing this it was my grandma who told me because if i was a queen where's my crown anyway Apparently there is a video recording of me standing on a table demanding that... Oh, I keep losing the messages by scrolling. Demanding that everyone at a dinner party does things and they're all just laughing at me. As I... Um, as I say that I'm the queen and they are all just ants. It's exhausting being me sometimes. Oh yes. What a hard life. Where to start? I like that people thought you were a queen because you wanted a crown and you didn't get one. I can understand how... Um, disappointing that must be however there was a video record brackets ing a video recording for the word record uh, eh, pushing it a bit as is exhausting instead of exhausted it's the past tense not the present Maddie I know you can do better than this but otherwise uh, a good message nonetheless um, do we have ants in there oh yes I'm the queen and they're all just ants Yes, very nice. Thank you for that one, Maddie. Next, we have a message from Carla. If you want some context, this isn't very interesting. I haven't got a computer mouse this week, and so I'm having to scroll very difficultly with a touchpad. It's not, it's not fun. But here we go. Carla says, I want to put this on the record, Alec. Boom, first one. I do not like Love Island, so please can I ask people to stop asking about it. I'm exhausted of everyone asking me if I watch it and everyone talking to me about it. I'm not completely against reality TV shows. I like I'm a Celeb because they crown the winner who has actually had to do something like the Bush Tucker trials. And, you know, they have had to go through some things and sacrifice something, not just live in a villa trying to find love. If I'm a Celeb is the lion of TV shows, Love Island is the ant. I, I love that message on so many levels. We do have, once again, exhaust. Oh no, exhausted was the word, my mistake. I was gonna call that out for being the wrong one like I just did, but actually that's perfectly correct. Crown is good. 
Love Island is the ant of TV shows, whilst I'm a celeb is the lion. And she wants to put it on the record. There's what she, where she got all the four words in. And I think that message is brilliant. It also contains an anti-Love Island message, which I wholeheartedly endorse. So I think... I don't have to think about this one too much this week. Carla has to be the winner of Connect Four. You get a lifetime supply of tap water. To redeem it, just go up to your nearest tap with a glass and you can claim that prize. So well done, Carla. Thanks for playing. Thanks to everyone else as well. Good messages as always. I appreciate them greatly. Thank you for playing along with our game. It'll be back next week. And now our time together for the week is done. Sad, I know. But we'll speak again on Friday. I'll have the weekly mixtape for you, an hour of throwbacky tunes chosen by me. And then Saturday, 3 till 5 for the usual show. Check out the podcast. Check out the clips on the website, which there will be. I've been a bit rubbish with clips, but there will be some soon for you to listen to. And that's how you can get involved with the show this week. I'm back next week, so have a really good one. Mars Bukowski is coming up next. Last song from me is Charlie XCX and Lizzo. This is Blame It On Your Love. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.